let's go. A few years back, an archaeologist somewhere in a land far from California found some bones. They obviously, in this present day and time, they brought him to a lab. Obvious me dressed like Indiana Jones, you know. Looking like a broken ass mummy returned, Brendan Fraser. So this lady brings the bones to the lab, right? She obviously uh, gets them analyzed and finds out that these bones are 50,000 years old. They discovered these bones in Afghanistan. A country very old, ancient, been through a lot. It's been hurt, damaged. It doesn't have like in a glorious wind, kind of like America where America was just kind of like, yes, it had its pitiful wars and its civil wars and its disruptions and wars within and all that stuff, politics and all that stuff, but it's never been, it's, America's been a one-shot thing, you know? Separated from the British colonies and boom, we are our own country. We didn't want to pay taxes, wanted to be our own people, wanted our freedom which we got it, thank God. Now you look at a country like Afghanistan, which is heavily being reported on the news today. You type in Afghanistan and boom, all the reports, CNN, everything is there. And me as an archeologist, I gotta find out the truth. It's not just sitting back, being up in arms with everything, you know? true American, up in arms about everything, ready to kill, destroy whoever's in our way, make peace, show people the law, the way of the samurai. Behind all those motherfucking gimmicks and all that bullshit that the news is telling you. And a lot of people are talking about, hey, just sent a couple of good old Americans like we got the good guys over here on the land and we just sent 20 years of just just whatever soldiers over there that just really didn't give a shit about the cause. Afghanistan is called the land of the empire of the graveyard of empires. So many people have fought on that land, conquered that land, had the land for some time, and got always overturned by a new leader, new conqueror, new tribesman, new 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 whatever. Afghanistan is a country, of course, rich of many things, but it links the East and the West and the Europeans at the time. It was literally like Chicago for America, you know, it's in between. Uh, it's truly what they call what's in between. It's not directly what's in Iowa or whatever. It's gathering two different worlds and combining it as one. 
and truly if you really want to understand what Afghanistan has gone through let me tell you stick around subscribe to the podcast do whatever but stick around because this isn't something where you just let it go or sweep it under the rug or you say whatever it is that you want to say about the cause Afghanistan is a fucked up place it always been for years Afghanistan has been around as far as 3000 BCE with a landlocked country a lot of the people who conquered it at some time conquered way around Afghanistan that it was considered like its own little thing, you know. For like the Greeks that ruled it for about 300 years, it was just in, just Afghanistan. It was far beyond that. It was also India as well. The upper territories of India, excuse me. So they ruled, most of the conquerors ruled a good chunk of it. And eventually it got shrunken down by other conquerors that kind of put it in its landlocked way. My other countries wanted to kind of get their hold of that little terrain that's been fought over for so long in Europe. Afghanistan has been ruled over by Alexander the Great far back as 330 BCE. He obviously conquered it. If anybody's watched that movie, Alexander or whatever, uh, it's a good movie. Check it out with, uh, shit, I forget that guy. Colin Farrell. Yeah, I think that's his name. That guy. So that guy, uh, uh, obviously, you know, he was in that movie, whatever. He he obviously wasn't really Alexander the Great, but Alexander the Great did rule it for some time, died really young, and uh, led his predecessors to kind of rule it over. Kind of got disgruntled with tribes and stuff like that people far out of Afghanistan so fucking big those people wanted their own little state so they fought so within their own Greek they fought within each other eventually kind of turning over and the Maurais M-A-U-R-Y-A-S the Maurais came in around 305 BCE but that was also mixed with a lot of Greek stuff too so they came in did their thing for many 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 years so the Greeks had a huge influence on Afghanistan and still to this day some at the time people were speaking Greek for thousands of years there drinking some delicious coffee oh damn so good It's just crazy to talk about a place that's just been so screwed up by people. So obviously the Maurais, the Maurais, Maurais, they, uh, tongue twister, the tongue twister tribe, they, uh, come in, do their thing, obviously, and then so those are like the younger influences at the time. You didn't really have the Christianities really out there just yet. Um, not really Buddhism just yet. Um, you really just had like these Greek gods, sun gods and all this stuff. So people are just, so many people are coming in with influences into Afghanistan. And finally you have in around 870, 870 
CE Christ's erection or whatever the fuck that means you got the Muslim Arabs coming in then you finally got a really strong influence of religion coming into things now you have religion finally coming in and countries are now being dominated by religion being forced to do religion Muslim country uh, Afghanistan became thoroughly more of a Muslim country and finally you have a new Islamic leader a new development and, and evolution in Muslim Muslim uh, beliefs kind of Islamic and finally you have the Islamic influences there which at the time the Islamic leaders did rule Afghanistan by forcing people to be Islamic now is that a trait of the religion I have no clue but when it comes to is Islam they're very 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 into their religion and they really hold tight to their things and there's really no margin for error truly from what I see and then all that happens you have a huge uh, time period of Muslim and Arab wars going on, maybe possibly even Christian wars, who knows, going on in Afghanistan. So many wars, different, different influences. And then after Christ's death, way after that, at around 1219 AD, you have Genghis Khan, the Mongols coming in to basically take over and kick ass. They uh, came in, obviously the Mongols didn't do anything nice, raped and pillaged and all that shit, uh, destroyed a lot of religious artifacts and all that stuff. The Muslims take it back from the Mongols. They still obviously fight with Islamic uh, people, tribes around there. And that becomes kind of its country still fought for so long and uh, kind of gets shaped into a landlock until finally, way after, till about 17th century, you have British influences coming in. Now the 17th century is around the time America is kind of getting their own independence, you know? So the British at the time was going through a huge conquering where they obviously wanted to have a full on expansion where they went as far as Australia, India, um, shit, uh, islands, the Virgin Islands over there, uh, I believe some other countries in South America, um, obviously they are going to the Americas at the time, using us as the, one of the 13 colonies to spread over to the Americas, they wanted to travel that way, uh, the British were obviously conquering a lot of Europe at the time, well probably not actually, uh, and other things, so the British come in, and they want to start to disseminate these people of their religions. They start trying to put in their influences. They put in their coup. And at that time when the... Uh, it is, it's so crazy that the Mongols have such a big influence in Afghanistan because they ruled for such a long freaking time. Because they weren't just there. When I say the Mongols came in, I didn't mean like they came in for a couple of years. The Mongols came in for fucking years. Where they had Afghan descendants, who uh, Mongol and Mongol mixture descendants eventually converting to Muslim. 
being Muslim, and finally some of them even converting to be Islamic, and they're having these huge wars. So it's people with every war that goes on, you get this mixture of blood, and eventually the people who stay in Afghanistan choose a side. And it's usually the side who's the most strongest and who gets the help from the most allied forces. And it's so strange that finally, after uh, like in around the beginning of the Mongol time, you start to see how influences and the mixtures of bloods really start to divide people. Mongols mixing mixing in because of the rapes and all that stuff. People growing in those villages and all that stuff, and maybe marriages and and all those things. Princes marrying kings and stuff and queens. I mean, whatever. You finally have Mongols mixing in with. The blood and that becomes a normality finally you have british influences that come in and they kind of develop this coup where they trying to take over this already established arab empire because this is well established because afghanistan was already involved in the silk road which is a huge link between to china and to the europeans it was one of the biggest links to the East and Western culture when it came to trade. Without Afghanistan being kind of a neutral place for foreigners to kind of commingle, how can you have the development of Afghanistan? How can you even have the development of the Middle East, the trade, the influences, the religion, all the politics that went behind those that history? All those things contribute to this history of Afghanistan. So anyways, the British influence coming with their coup. They put in some type of predecessor that was Muslim. And that guy obviously comes into power for many, many years. Looking over my notes, sorry guys. from the 17th century onto the 19th century, 18th century. You have British influences obviously staying in India. Um, not till 1919, Afghanistan declares itself as its own country. Okay, finally, after so goddamn long of truly dealing with all this shit in every country, even also dealing with the same thing, right russia whatever europe italy america everyone finally get their own cut it's on a map now in the 1919 afghanistan finally receives its independence declares its independence and world war one happens and you kind of get this uh pressure from axis from from German forces. Well, they're kind of not German, but uh, how can you explain it was uh, not German, but uh, uh, Ottoman Empire, you know? So you get this influences from those people trying to push Afghanistan to join because they were helping them, right? Influencing them, giving them money, 
helping them with the war, whatever, with goods and trading, because they were exclusively trading with them. Afghanistan refuses, gets out of it. But they didn't really like that. And the people within started kind of talking about that, the politicians and everybody. And finally, during the World War One, the Brits kind of get into that. That's where that coup came in. They kind of, they kind of uh, 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 get the person uh, assassinated there, and you finally get uh, a new kind of uh, a new kind of British India. And at that time, obviously, British was uh, messing with the people from India, segregating them, and all that stuff. Um, separating them by their religion and whatever whatever the hell they were doing and then the unrest of uh you know world war one kind of happens and then uh you know the countries kind of in europe kind of settle in you know germany and all that stuff and uh you finally get uh world war ii and at that time russia is pressuring uh, and at that time, Russia's kind of pre uh, influencing, um, influencing Afghanistan to kind of get into this war now. And uh, the United States get a hint of it. And this kind of comes into this weird proxy war for many years um, and influenced the Anglo-Afghanistan Afghanistan war. Well, that's what, sorry, man, I'm kind of like screwing up here. 1919, the uh, Anglo-Afghan War made their independence. But a little bit with World War II is you have influences from Russia training Afghanistan, Afghanistan warriors and, and, and exclusively training with Afghanistan. And it wasn't Russia, it was, it was considered the Soviet Union at that time. This is well after World War II. In 1978, you, so pretty much between World War I, Afghanistan basically didn't want to get involved, right? Afghanistan went through some coups with British even during that time. And World War II happened, and they still didn't want to get involved. After World War II, Afghanistan started training a lot with Russia. And all the way through the 60s and 70s, and you probably see pictures online, and it looks like Afghanistan like is this completely peaceful place. Women are going to school and all this stuff. There's no killings. There's no bombings. There's no nothing. You've probably seen the pictures of, you know, women before in the 70s and 60s completely looking gorgeous and all that stuff in Afghanistan. You fast forward and now women are wearing, you know, coverings all the way from head to toe. The reason why this kind of all came to be is that you kind of had this weird proxy war with Afghanistan being the center stage. You have... Russia, which was at the time Soviet Union, working with Afghanistan, main socialist, well, Democratic Party at the time, 
which is called the Democratic Party for Afghanistan, the PDPA. So they came in in 1978 and basically, boom, took over. Russia started stepping in and started helping them, influencing them in their politics. It started getting ugly for Afghanistan. Wars, rapings, uh, completely screwing up the country. So, Pakistan and the U.S. get involved in this war. Becomes called the Soviet-Afghan War. So the U.S. starts to help a rebel army that's in Afghanistan around 1978 and they help this army and it's called the Mahajadeen Mahajadeen I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong so the Pakistani army and the US government are pumping money and everything into this war making sure that Afghanistan gets totally overturned that the PDPA gets overturned and basically, it was a war that went on for about nine years. 5,662,000 people died. And the Soviet army finally withdrew. It's a costly war. They gave up. That was it. Did they have, to have a lot to do with the aftermath of Vietnam? Of course. Uh, did that have to do with a lot of the stuff that could have happened in the future? Yeah, that was a great move probably by the U.S. Stopping that, uh, stopping that from happening. Who knows what Afghanistan would have been. Having that type of rule. Finally, you get into a point where... What do you make of a country with civil unrest, with problems, with issues? I'm no political science major or anything, or whether I can tell, or I'm a strategic person. Who could tell you the future in these military problems? What I do know is that Afghanistan is going to obviously go through some a lot of reshaping, and no matter how the Taliban pays the situation. We all know that it's going to go south. With governments and seeing things like North Korea and other places around the world and places like in Africa that are just going to shit. You obviously can't really do anything but sit back and watch. Especially the government. We sat back and watched our government got involved and we critiqued them. Now it's time to both of us to sit back and see how Afghanistan does. And it's really, is it, is it truly our problem? Is it the U.S. problem? Is it a global issue? Do you believe that we really have to get involved? Well, maybe. I kind of feel that uh, just like in any relationship, if you break up, it's not easy, right? You can't just pull out, run off. You're going to have to deal with the fact that you did run off. And that person's going to go looking for you, right? 
And so hopefully Afghanistan doesn't come looking for us, comes to our homeland. How can you predict something like that? And the Afghanistan people probably have a lot of problems right now dealing with whatever they're dealing with. And you have to have sympathy for that, to be honest. No matter what was going on there, it's just what the news painted us to, us to see. If you look at YouTube videos, and this is another point that I want to bring up, is that if you look at videos of people visiting Afghanistan, uh, tourism, things out there, there's tons of it. And you'll see that Afghanistan is not what people think it is. It's not a place where it's just bombings and shit like that. I mean, that's there, but there is a million people there. Millions, I think 4 million, 4.6 million people live in Afghanistan. I mean, that's a lot of people, man. That's a lot of uh, heads and, and, and they all live in their, in their way, man. And they all find some way to be happy. And we too, as Americans, find some way to be happy and don't even live in a government as oppressed as them. We gotta do what we have to do to be strong as individuals, politically understand what's going on around us, but also, uh, you know, take a, take a viewpoint whereas you always don't have to do everything about it, you know? Some countries live in their turmoil or their peace and it's not necessarily our problem unless they want to start beef with us, right? So again, from the Just Call podcast, I really hope and uh, pray that Afghanistan becomes better um, as a nation, finds more as a in more of a peaceful place. People can practice their things um, in peace, and hopefully they don't have to bomb each other and go through civil unrest for so many years like other countries around that area. But if that's their, uh, unfortunately, that's their demise to come for many, many years. Who knows what we will see, our kids' kids to see. We, who knows, we may go back. But uh, let's hope that, you know, it's all good and, and shit, man. They don't come over here. While a fucking bomb pops up out of nowhere. Boom! I just go, like, on live television. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much for the Just Call It podcast. I love you guys very much for checking it out. Please subscribe to the podcast. Listen on Spotify. Listen on Apple Music. Listen to YouTube. Um, check me out. I'm going to have some guests try to come on soon and hopefully uh, get some more exciting stuff out there for you guys to see. Thank you very much for checking it out. And uh, have a nice day.